You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We are a church that strives to have open hearts, open minds, and open doors as we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And one of the ways that we do that is offering up our sermons for you to listen to. And so we hope you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org or on our social media at TahlequahUMC. So enjoy today's message. Our scripture lesson today comes from Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 5. Listen to these words. Comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak compassionately to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that the compulsory service has ended, that her penalty has been paid, that that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is crying out, Clear the way of the Lord in the desert. Make his level highway in the wilderness for our God. For every valley will be raised up, and every mountain and hill will be flattened. Uneven ground will become level, and rough terrain a valley plain. May you receive what the Spirit is saying in the reading and hearing of the Scriptures. Thanks be to God. So during this high holy season of Advent, I want to invite you in to participate in it. Because in order for us to fully understand this holiday, for, fully, for, for us to fully grasp Christmas and all the things that go into it, we have to dive in a little bit and get a little dirty and be willing to open ourselves up to the possibility of God calling out to us comfort, comfort. And then hearing that voice as we look at ourselves and our lives and realizing that we need to clear the Lord's way. And when we do those things, we find ourselves in the midst of God's love. When we open ourselves up, when when we are truly honest about who we are and, and, and sometimes about the mistakes we've made, that's when God enters in. But when we're not truly honest, when, we, when, we, when we're not truly honest with ourselves or, or with our fam- friends and our family and our church, and, and we put those barriers up, we, we, we find ourselves lost and, 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 and in the midst of confusion and, and transition and, and, and just brokenness because we don't know, because we haven't opened ourselves up to the possibilities that God's greatest gift of grace gives us. And when, we're open up, when we open ourselves up to the, to the idea of grace and, and we allow it to, in our lives, one, it's a little bit messy. Be, be, be afraid that, that it's going to call you and stretch you and, and strengthen your relationship with God, but only if we receive the gift. And so for the next four, for the, this season of Advent, we're looking at this really great um, book from Matt Raw called The Gift of the Nutcracker. And in it, Matt looks at the book and, and looks at the, the ballet of the Nutcracker. Maybe you're familiar with it. If not, it's on Amazon, YouTube. You can find it and you can watch it for an hour. Give an hour of your time to watch it. It's definitely worth watching. Um, and it's a great story. It's a classical story, so much so that its only really first performance was in 1892. 
So it's really recent in all things considered history. But Matt, the author, uh, Matt Rawl, takes this book and, and he looks at characters within uh, the ballet and gives us some examples of how they show images of God and of Advent. And if you remember last week, we, we started with Claire, Clara. And if you remember her, she, she's, she's the daughter, she's the, she's the girl, kind of the, the primary character, the, the, the one that, that, has to show, that shows us really what waiting looks like. And the anticipation and all the things that go in to waiting. And Clara reminds us that waiting is really part of Christmas. And I was thinking about it, Shanna had that, that box, and, and thinking about how those kids were anticipating what was going on. That's really how, how Christmas is. We anticipate for the gift, and we wait for it, and we long for it, and then when we get it, what do we do? Boom, we take off the next thing, don't we? Like, like that, that, that would preach. Like, we could have watched that, and that could have been it. That could have been the sermon for today. The, the Advent, when we get the gift, when we get the gift that God gives us, well, the first thing that we do is we take off, and we don't think about what else is going to happen next. But that's beautiful, isn't it? Because then that next step will lead us somewhere else. And if we're truly centered and focused upon God, that next step will lead us somewhere else to bigger and better things. If we open ourselves up to the possibilities that God is leading us, if we fully submit our lives to God and allow God in to our ends, we can shoot off right when we get that gift with no problem. Yeah, there'll be bumps along the way and, and it will be a struggle, but you'll know you're not alone because God is with us, Emmanuel. Claire teaches us what waiting looks like. Gives us that hope for anticipation. And today, I introduce to you Dulcemeyer. It's Claire's grandfather. He enters this story. Like, in, in one of the videos I watched, the the Barishnikov ballet, he enters in like this, I, I considered it kind of creepy, like, like this vast, like big, dark character enters in into the screen and just like, just flowing. And, and, and I have to admit, when you first watch it, the first time you watch it, if you're thinking this is the first time you're watching it with your first eyes, you're, you're a little bit scared of what may happen or what may come. There's a mystery about it. A sacred mystery, one that we all know what that feels like when, when we're anticipating God to work in this world that sometimes we just don't know and sometimes it will come like a thief in the night and, and sometimes we have to be open to the possibility of God's work in this world is bigger than us. And there are so many stories in the Bible when God comes into the story in this sacred and holy way. We think of Moses when he communicates, uh, Moses and God, when they, when they talk with one another, and, and it's this fiery bush that's not consuming fire. We think of the disciples. When Jesus calls the disciples, he just shows up and says, hey, let's go fishing. God shows up in, in unconventional ways. I'm going to say that again because I think we need to hear it. God shows up in unconventional ways, and we have to be open to it. We have to be ready for it. We have to anticipate that, that God has us in mind. But there's one special season, there's one special story that, that ties into this season. 
And it's the story of Mary when, when you, you have the scene of, of Dulcemeyer coming in and, and, and Clara looking with anticipation and wondering what's going to happen next. And, and then it all goes awry. And we find in the, in the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, this grand story of, of, of really the foretelling of the birth of Jesus and what's going to happen. And, 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 you know, you've heard me say this, that when in the Bible it says, don't be afraid, there's always going to be a but. Don't be afraid, but do this. Don't be afraid, but go. And here we have, we have this scene here where, where, where Mary is ecstatic. She's finding out um, she's going to have a baby. She's been told, don't be afraid. And, and she receives the gift that God gives her, the charge, the call to be a servant, to open herself up, to receive the gift that God has given her. And she says, I am, a ser- I am the Lord's servant. And Mary foregoes those fears of God entering into her life. Because, I mean, could you imagine what it would be like to be Mary, to be told that you're an unwed, about to have a baby, but not only just a baby, but like the baby, like the Lord and Savior baby? Like, I couldn't imagine what that would be like. I couldn't imagine how it would feel to be told that, like, this great thing is going to happen. I'm charging you to do this great thing. Fear would overwhelm you, wouldn't it? You'd say, nope, I don't got time for that. Or it doesn't fit into my schedule. Or it's not exactly how I wanted it to be. Mary submits herself, receives the gift of, of the call that God gives her, and that's why I love that, that, that story today, is that it reminds us of the holy mystery that God has for us in our lives. And that call that God's making to each and every one of us to stretch ourselves, to be open to different things. Dulcemeyer's character definitely shared a different thing. Here he comes, swooping in, opens up his vest, and what does he have? This nutcracker. Talk about an awkward gift. Have you ever received an awkward gift? Have you ever received an awkward gift for Christmas? One that ended up being like the greatest gift you ever were given, but when you initially received it, you're like, no, not this one. I know Ashley and I did. When we were first married, one of the greatest gifts we ever received, that when we received it, we were not for sure it was a great gift, was a weather radio. And if you live in western Oklahoma, a weather radio is a necessity. Like, you need that thing to survive because, you know, well, they have a lot of rash storms. And I can't tell you that when, when Ashley's grandmother gave me that gift, I was not happy to receive that gift because everybody else got something cooler. And here I am with this weather radio. But that's how we are with God's grace. Sometimes we look at it and say, really? Me? Them? That gift? And then it ends up being the greatest thing. Another thing we see from Dulcemeyer's character is this, is this idea of the prophet. And, and, you, and you hear in Mary's story, the, this foretelling, when, when he tells her that she's going to have a baby, and, and it's not just like, hey, you're going to have a baby, and his name's going to be Jesus, and this is it. 
Like, he foretells what's going to happen. The angel foretells what's going to happen. Dulcimer does the same thing. He, he opens up his vest, and, and, and there he has, and, and he kind of puts on a play for the kids. And, and, and if you watch closely, the play does kind of foreshadow what's going to happen. It does kind of tell the future what's going to happen. It doesn't tell the whole story. Because if it told the whole story, then why would you need the rest of the ballet? And then you could end it in 45 minutes, and everybody would go home happy. Well, most, anyways. But he offers this puppet show with, um, about the story, about it to be untold, about what could be and what is. And Matt Rawl, in his book this week, he had this really good line. He said, Dulcemeyer's puppet show offered the children an idea of what was about to unfold, but it didn't reveal everything. Otherwise, there would be little reason for the story to continue. Scripture doesn't tell us everything we want to know but it does reveal everything we need. During the Advent season, we wait for the one who reveals God's heart through humility, suffering, peace, and authority. And when we open ourselves up to that possibility of that God came to save us, and that all God wants from us is us, amazing things, can happen. So then he offers the kids the gift. God offers us a gift all the time. Maybe you're familiar with that word, grace, that undeserved, unmerited, and loving action of God. I'm a United Methodist because of grace. I'm a United Methodist because we have an understanding of grace I feel is perfect. For me. And Matt Rawl in his book, he said, The United Methodist Church, we talk about grace as being prevenient, justifying, and sanctifying. The gift is under the tree, ready and waiting for you. The gift must be received and, un- and opened, unwrapped, and investigated. Finally, the gift must be shared and used. Otherwise, it's as if the gift hadn't been given at all. What Raul is saying here about the Methodist understanding of grace is that God's grace is always there for us. No matter where we're at on the journey of faith, it's up to us to receive it and accept it. But we can't just hold on to it there. We have to share it. We have to be open to it. Because it's going to stretch you. God's grace stretches you. It opens you up to the possibilities of where God is leading you. And that gift of love that God gives us comes with no cost. The only thing we have to do is say, here I am, Lord. The only thing we have to do is say, I'm sorry. I've fallen short. And like the scripture reading that I read for you today from Isaiah, we are called to comfort. There are enough hurting people in this world that need all of us. Yes, you. No matter where you're at on life's journey or life's faith, whether you know all your Bible or you know where the Gospels are or you know one verse in particular, God needs you to be the gift of love for the world. 
And when we open ourselves up to that, that grace that's there, when we fall short, God will be there to take care of us. When we misstep, God will be there to take care of us. And that gift of grace, that gift of love, that that gift of the Father's love that's there for us is unconditional. And I hope you hear that. It's unconditional. Unearned. And it's for everyone. And so the gift that God gives us at Christmas time is bigger than you and me. It's bigger than anything that Amazon can ship next day shipping. But if we receive that gift, the world will know and will never be the same. And I believe that. And I believe that Dulcemeyer shows us so many things of God's characteristics in this world that I could spend the next hour talking about it, but you all like to go to lunch and Bible study, and wrapping Christmas gifts, and all the other things that we have available for you today to come back at 6 o'clock for lessons and carols. But I want you to be open to how you share God's love to everyone. Because if Dulcemeyer can do it a little bit creepy and scary, I have to admit, it's creepy and scary when you watch it. Especially in the one video I watched, because he like flies in, and then he like opens up his robe, and it, it just... It was creepy, I have to admit. But it helped tell a story of how the gift of God's love and grace is there for us. And so be open to that possibility. Be open to share love. Because when you do that, the world is a better place. Let us pray. God, we know that you are with us in every step and every breath that we take. Lord, help us remember that. And that you are always with us. You are always leading us and guiding us. You're always there, giving us a gift of love and of mercy. And, and, and sometimes we feel like we don't deserve it. But Lord, we, you have shown us that that gift of love is for us. So come, Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts with your peace. Come, that as our schedules are crazy and hectic, remind us that you love us and you care for us and all you want from us is to be faithful disciples of Jesus. So come, come, Holy Spirit, come. And all of us gathered here soon. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. And we hope you connect with us at TahlequahUMC.org.